have stepped into the middle of an incredible chapter here at Ramp Church. And the name of this, of this series, this chapter that we're in right now is called Let Me Introduce You. And we are diving into Ooh. really what our identity <coughs> is as a community, as the ramp, and what and where God has, has called us to be here I in Manchester. That. Yes. And so there's two reasons for that. Number one, for those of you that are a part of the ramp family, there's something like deeply um, motivating and inspiring to get in tune with who you really are. And when you remember the purpose and you start to see the words of God that have put you here, all of a sudden it's like a fire on the inside. Oh, it, yeah. it puts passion and it fills sometimes everyday activities yes. with a fresh push. And I wanna tell you, Ramp Church, church life sometimes may feel like, yeah, you know, I attend because that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. But when you, when, you, when you see the Word of God, when you sense the purpose of God behind it, that normal is all of a sudden yeah. filled with a supernatural push and your everyday life is filled with purpose. Who doesn't want to live with purpose? It's everything. I mean, we want to live. We want everything we do to be filled with the purpose of God. And so the purpose of this chapter for us is the Ramp family is that we see everything we're doing with clarity, and with purpose, and it's not just religious activity, no. but it's filled with a mandate and a call from God. The other reason why we're in this chapter is because there are so, Ram Church is growing faster and more than we ever have before. And so there's so many of you in our community now that are tuning in that you're just discovering who we are. And we, want, we just wanna be, to devote a few weeks here to go, this is what's most important to us as a church family. So today, the title of this message is Getting Heaven Involved. Get Heaven Involved. And we're going to be talking about the topic of prayer, one of our favorite subjects. It is. It's my favorite. I think it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I think about the ramp, I can't, I can't, I can't fathom, I can't even imagine our journey yeah. separate from the topic no, of prayer. No, you can't. And so for those of you, maybe that your idea of prayer is the kind of thing where in church we start to pray and we bow our head and it's a quiet, maybe contemplative sort of a thing or we bless the food before we eat. Um, the, our idea of prayer is so much more than that and it's about really getting God involved in our story, isn't it? I mean, what would you say to even get us started in this topic? Well, there's prayer? so many kinds of prayer and yeah. even the two kinds of prayer you just mentioned matter. Sure. Contemplative prayer is our survival individually. Yes. That's how you survive just as a Christian. Is that good. private time with God. And even in that, Joe, there's all kinds of ways we pray. Very there's, good. there's times that I pray quietly. There's times I just pray completely within my heart, just communicating with God because He even hears my thoughts. Mm. And there's times even by myself, I'll pray loud. It's just, you know, I may run around the room by myself. So there's just all kinds of ways we pray. Yeah. Whether it's from blessing the food to praying uh, just in your early morning time with a cup of coffee. But what Joe's talking about is that place of prayer where we come together corporately in that yes. power of agreement. Yes. Oh, Joe, that's so critical that we, you know, like I said, yes, praying alone is one thing, but praying corporately, it's, it's what we talked about when we said, when two agree together is touching anything they ask, it's like a synergy takes place. You get one and two, or you get one and plus three, or you get one plus the whole congregation. Wow, that's when you begin to impact cities and regions. 
mm. is when that prayer comes together and the power of those anointings come together and it multiplies. So your part in that corporate prayer is so important. And that's what we want to talk about today yeah. is their role and why it matters. Joe, I, prayer is the fuel for the ramp. Wow. From the very beginning, you know that you were there in the beginning. Yes. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't have a service at the ramp without at least an hour of prayer beforehand. Of I mean, that's the whole 20 years plus we've been going as the ramp. Uh, if we have a service, we're going to pray for an hour before it starts because we can't imagine not. Right. We, and why? Because you have to have God. Yes. What good is a service without the presence of God? Nothing. I love that you mentioned that. And that even makes me think maybe even, I just want to take a step back for those of you that may be new to this at all and go, Wait a second. I mean, I thought church was just kind of activities that 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 seemed somewhat spiritual or religious, and maybe we're even missing why do I pray in the first place? And what you just said right there makes me think what we're wanting to do here at Ramp Church and what we believe God's led us to do can't be done no. by natural planning and Ooh. effort alone. It takes supernatural involvement. Oh. And that's where prayer comes into play. Well, the it? word says too, Jesus said, the flesh profits nothing. Wow. But the spirit gives life. And we are, we are called here as the corporate body of Jesus uh, to bring about his will on earth as it is in heaven. That's what our job is to do. Now, individually, we do that for our families, for our children, for our, for our marriages. We've got all got our own little world. And that, that's where our private prayer matters in those things, and believe me, it does. But when we come together corporately, we take on the heart of God as it pertains to cities wow. and, and a world bigger than our own. And that's important. That world that's bigger than our own, that corporate assignment that we've been given as a church, as a local church, and then literally as the whole church means our global mission. And the ramp has a global mission then it has a national mission, and then missions right within our own cities. Yes. We're all of that. So that's why everything we do, Joe, from the services that we hold, the services like the Sunday morning service yes. or the weekday services, those, I even like that word, the service. Okay, wow. we're providing a service. Very good. It's not just a religious ritual. Mm -hmm. It's a service to God and then to release God through us to be a service to the people that have come, those believers that need strengthening in their faith. Joe, whenever we come together corporately, whenever you're part of the Ramp Church, all of us have needs. People need to be healed. People need to be encouraged. People need to be strengthened. People, people need to be delivered. There's all kinds. We can't do that. I can't heal anybody. Can right, you, Joe? Right, right. Not, not, I haven't no. figured that out yet. No, can't do it, can we? <laughs> I can't save anybody. I can't right. deliver a bound person addicted to a, a drug. or I can't deliver them. We've got to have God. Wow. We have to have His presence. Otherwise, it's just a religious routine. Right. And I, we're not called to come to Manchester and just have a Christian club. Mm -hmm. You know, we can, we can do, hang out and have fun. It's just like a little Christian gathering. No, we're called to impact people's lives. See them transformed. Yes. There's only one person that can do that. That's the power of God through us. So we can't do one service. I don't, it's a waste of time if we go in there and try to do it without the presence of God being manifested among us. And he's given us the key for his presence. 
He says, I will inhabit the praises of my people. Very good. And then he talks about what prayer does. He says, whatever you bind is on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. That right there is a lot to do with what prayer is. You yeah. know, what yes. the, the purpose of prayer and what we're doing corporately. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I oh, I that. love that. Don't you just love that? Yes. There's so many about prayer. Yes. That's why we pray before every service. Yes. Because we have to have God. Very good. And I love, I, I want in, in a few minutes to talk about that place of, um, of, of contending prayer, that, that place where you, you hear a promise from God and you hold on, you don't let go until, until you see it to pass. But before we get there, I, I kind of want to debunk maybe a myth um, that some of us maybe feel. I felt it at times, maybe you felt it before. When you go into a prayer meeting and you feel like there are people in the room who are good prayers, but maybe I'm, I'm not a good prayer and I'll just let them pray because I, I, you know, I don't know the right words to say, or it just doesn't sound, you know. Do you feel like there are good prayers and bad prayers? Does that make sense? What, how do we, how do we kind of open, open the, uh, people's thinking to kind of step into that place of faith, to go, no, my voice matters in the place of prayer. My role matters. I need to be showing up when we have prayer spaces. Yeah. Because my contribution is important in oh, that. Do you feel that it way? Is. Does every person well, matter in Jesus that? Jesus talked about who, who good prayers and bad prayers are. Okay. He even said one time that there was two people praying. One was the religious guy that sounded really good. Wow. It sounded like he had it all together. He did know what to say to sound like he was a good prayer. That helps you know? me because I hear oh. people pray sometimes. I'm like, I'm not even that eloquent. Oh, I mean, I, I can't believe even. Believe me, I know. I can't even I know pray exactly that exactly how you feel. And I think all of us have felt that way at times around people that just know the right words to say. But Jesus said he went away and God didn't even answer his prayer. Whoa. You know, God didn't even, God wasn't moved or impressed at all by, by his perfect words. But then there was this other man who just came to Jesus out of the brokenness of his own heart wow. and the truth of his heart. This was a man who prayed with truth in the inward parts. Lord, help me, I'm a sinner. Just help me. That's just, he was just real. He didn't say all the right stuff, but he said the right stuff to God because it came from his heart and he meant it. Mm. That's the right prayers. Those are good prayers. To God, good prayers are people that just pray from their heart Very good. and they mean what they say. Yes. God would rather hear you whisper a prayer that you mean than to shout a prayer that's just religious rhetoric. Yeah. Just say something that's real to God and that's what he hears and that's what he answers. I love it. Uh, I, I love even up to this point. And if you're just now joining us, I just wanna tell you, um, we're talking about the power of prayer and, and its importance in the corporate life. But one of the things I love about what we've talked about so far is we've shown that prayer is necessary for all of us. So none of us are too good for prayer. Oh. Uh, some of us I think <laughs> have struggled with that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm smart enough, I have enough strategies, I have enough yeah. degrees. I have enough connections. But you, you address that when you say, well, yeah, but when there's a true financial need in somebody's life, can you meet that? When there's a true healing that, that science can't figure out, can you meet that? I think the global pandemic right now should, should level the playing field a bit. Please. Because the, Please, the brightest Charles. and the best in the world can't, can't pull out. us out of this. No. Uh, the, 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 the best politicians and the no. best doctors, and God bless them. I'm so thankful for your tireless efforts. 
But I want to tell you, at the end of the day, it's we bad. need God. We've we need got God's to have involvement. God. So nobody's too good for prayer, but nobody is not good enough for prayer. Oh, please. I just don't know enough. I, yeah. I, 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 I haven't been a Christian long enough. I don't know enough of the Bible. Um, all of our voices are necessary and important. You know, in the can place I just jump in on please this today? This, this ministered to me this morning. I was lying there today and I was just battling some things in my own mind about some things. And I just heard that little song about Jesus loves me, this I know, for wow. the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, he is strong. And that little line, they are weak, but he is strong. I just began to lay there this morning saying, Lord, I am weak, but you are strong. And then, then I begin to realize he, he likes it when we admit our weakness. Wow so that he can be strong. That's, that's where, in fact, he says, it's in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Even in prayer sometimes, you just feel like, Lord, I just feel like my prayers are weak. But you know what, if they're from your heart, then he will be the strength for you. And right now, for some of you watching, you've just felt weak. Well, then just admit that to God and say, God, in my weakness, I'm not turning away from you. I'm turning toward you in my weakness. I'm asking you to be my strength right now, whether it's in prayer or whatever need that you're having. Let him be the strength in your weakness today. In Jesus' name. Incredible. Okay. Oh, I know that ministers so many of you. I love that. Well, um, for, for those of you in the Ramp Church family, you have noticed that I'm not in Manchester right now. This is not a Manchester scene. And so I, I am in, I'm in America because we launched a new ramp location yeah, this past week. Cleveland, weekend. Tennessee. It was incredible. I wish every single one of you could have been there. And it was it was amazing. Yes, and so, um, but we are here and in Hamilton, Alabama now, and we're we're on your property. I am. This is my old mill house. And this is the place where my grandfather had actually built this old grist mill, and he used to grind cornmeal here. It used to just be but Joe, now it's my prayer room. Wow. That's kind of why I wanted us to come here today with Joe to talk to you and invite you in the mill house because I love to pray in here, Joe. This, this room is just filled with the presence of God. Incredible. So we are in a special place and uh, we so are. a lot of prayers have been answered from this it's, place. It's amazing and I love, to me, it's, it's a picture. We're sitting in a picture of the importance of prayer, A, to God, mm -hmm but be to us as, as a faith family, as a global ramp family. Because even where we sit, there's a place we call the Old Dirt Road. Yes. Where prayers for generations have oh. gone up and down that Old Dirt yes, Road. Truly. There's a place behind us back here we call Prayer Mountain. Right, right So there. we're actually naming physical locations after prayer. That's how much it, that's how much it means to us um, as a community. But one of the things to me that's, that's perhaps unique about the ramp is our emphasis on maybe what we'll call contending prayer. There's probably yes. different names for it. Yes. Probably call it intercessory prayer or, but it's, it's if you come to a pre-service prayer meeting at Ramp Church, that's often the, 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 the vein we're in. And it's where we, we feel like the will of God's been revealed to us about yes. a certain situation. And then we're gonna hold on to that until we see God bring it to pass. That's right. Is that, is that how you would explain that? Or what, when, when you think about this place of kind of contending prayer, corporate prayer, this vein that we go into, how would you describe that? I, I describe that as whenever you're, when you just said a while ago, finding the will of God in the matter and then praying that into the earth, that's our whole purpose in prayer and whole purpose for being here, wow. okay? So whenever, no matter whether it's by yourself or whether it is corporately, 
that is the whole crux of the matter, is being able to hear his voice, and we can hear his voice, and know what he is wanting. But there's a, there's a, there's a power on the earth that does not want his will to be done. Okay. So that's why you're calling it contending prayer. Okay, There's, we, we are coming against the power of the enemy. The good thing is, is he's given us authority over him. Wow. So when we come together in agreement, we pray and we decree the power of God breaks through that resistance, that resistance of the enemy. We have authority over it to get it out of the way so that the will of God can be manifested. And let me tell you something, I believe this. I believe the manifestation of God, which is what we want, yes. the manifestation of God will only be revealed in accordance to the prayers of the church. Wow. I mean, I don't... That is a huge statement. Yes. And, and really, I think of it as what John Wesley said. Okay. Because the statement, I, I've, I've said this a lot to you around church because I preach on this a lot. And the reason I preach on it so much, Joe, is because it changed my life. Mm. This one sentence made by John Wesley that, and here it is, God does nothing in the earth except in response to prayer. Now, I've told you before, I didn't even know if I agreed with it at first. I thought, I don't even know if I believe that. He's omnipotent. He's sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to do. And then you begin to study that and you realize, you know what? It is true. God does nothing in the earth except in response to prayer. Wow. So therefore, that's why I'm saying the manifestation of God that we are longing for will only be revealed in accordance to the prayers of the church because he's not going to act alone. If he were going to do that, he would have already done that. He's more than able, he's more than capable. But he came to give us authority and us power through his spirit in prayer. So that's why prayer is everything. And this is the way I like to pray, Joe. Well, before we go into a service, I like to pray as if whatever happens in that church, that church service, whatever happens is going to happen because that's what we've prayed will happen and be released. Wow. So I want to ask for everything in that service that I want to see done that night. I want to ask in faith, God, I want to see healings tonight uh, because you're not going to move except through the power of prayer. I want to ask for everything I can think of that we want to believe for tonight. Amazing. And you know what? Even in my own family, I realize God's going to move in my family according to how much somebody prays. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So I'm going to pray I'm going to pray for my family knowing the responsibility of that is huge. That's why when you pray, it matters. And when you don't pray, it matters. It matters when you do not pray. I even like to think about things like, I need to pray for the leader of my nation. Wow. I need to pray for government leaders as if I'm the only person on the earth praying for them. Very good. How would I pray for them if I were the only person praying for them? knowing God's going to get through my prayers. That's the importance of prayer. It's the weightiness of prayer. We can't take it lightly. You can't think it doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. And I'm, I'm going to throw it back to you in a second. Let me say, say one more going. thing, one more thing, one more thing. You, once, once you get the will of God on a matter, and believe me, He wants to give it to you. <laughs> he loves to talk. He just loves to tell you His will. Once you, you, once you understand his will, whether you've understood it through the written word or whether you've understood it through a, a spoken word from God that's become, that is a, in agreement with his word, once you get that clear, you stand on that word and you decree that word until it is manifested. Very sometimes good. that's one day, sometimes it's two, two weeks, sometimes it's two years, and sometimes it's 20 years. But you never move. Once you get his will on the matter, that's the final answer.
and you stand right there until you see it manifested. In your life, your child, your marriage, your city, your nation. And that's what we're there in Manchester to do. I believe we have a word for Manchester, Joe. Without a doubt. Without we've a doubt. got, we've, we received, that's why we came from America. Yes. We had plenty to do here. Of course. But God said go to Manchester. Yes, he did. So we had a word of what God wanted to do in Manchester. We know his will. Mm -hmm. And we are there to work with you to see it come to pass. Absolutely. And I, I, I want to hear, in just a minute, I want to hear more about how do you endure in the place of prayer? Because you're, you're talking about the until. Yes. And if the until is one day, I think I may could endure one day. But what happens when the until is a year? or two years or three years. So I wanna talk about that in a bit. But before we get there, one of the things I love about the Ramp Church community is we have, we have people who have, you have been praying in contending prayer longer than I've been alive. You've been declaring the promises right, of God over have. Manchester. Yes. And much of what we're doing today is a result of your faithfulness in prayer. But we also have people that you've just, you've just made a decision to follow Jesus just in, the, just in the weeks past, this summer even. So I love that diversity in our faith family. So. What does it mean to, when you're saying hear from God, what, what would it mean even for people that it's like, I'm new to this whole thing, I've never heard God speak. So when I'm talking about contending for his will, I mean, how do, you know, I don't feel like I'm hearing God talk right now. Where, yes. where do they start? Where do they even start? Well, I want to tell you this first. God makes no difference in answering people's prayers according to how long they've been praying Very or how long good. they've been serving him. Come on. I mean, whether you've been serving God for a day and a half or 73 years, God will hear and answer your prayers just as much because as anyone else's. Because he's good, else's. not he's because just, it's a good prayer. You can't earn it. You can't earn it. Come it's on. not according to that. It's just he is just that good, and he will. Uh, and, you so know. So how do we know the word? Yes, how, how do you hear the voice? Oh, it's, it's just, it's one of my most fun things. Or even just know the will of God. So if I'm, if, if there's a family member that's not born again, what do I, you know, how do I know? Does God want to save them or God not? God speaks in so many ways. You know, ultimately, the first source is his written word, the Bible. Hey, Brad, had me, hand me my Bible over there. So that, my Bible is my, this is my home base. This is my safe place. Now, all around us, God speaks. But every, and he'll, he may speak through nature. He may speak through people. He may speak through a sign on a billboard. He may, I mean, I've, he may speak through a song. I mean, there's many ways that you hear the voice of God. He, even the Bible itself says he speaks through nature and creation. Yes. It's one of the ways he, he reveals does. himself. That's right. But everything, no matter where you hear it, has to agree with this written word. So this is what we call the, in Greek, it is the logos word. It is the written word of God. Now, whatever, in a, any other way you hear, you may say, well, somebody came up and gave me a word. Or I was listening to a song today at the store, and all of a sudden, I just begin to feel something and hear something in that song. Well, many times, that is God. And if it's in agreement with His Word, then I can know, I heard God today. And here's, this, this Word is the revealed Word of God. And in many ways, he makes that word ultimate, his will ultimately clear. In other words, if what is God's will, that means what God wants in a matter. Very good. Here's, here's one thing I can tell you. Here's an easy one that'll be quick. It's like if I'm praying for the salvation of a loved one. I'm praying for somebody I love. Maybe it's a prodigal child. Maybe it's a best friend. But somebody that you look at their life and you just see Satan robbing them. They are just not living the way God wants them to live. And you know their heart is not right with God. They don't know God at all then you don't have to wonder about how to pray for them or okay. if you should because the Bible says, he says, it is, 
God is not willing that any would perish. Wow. God is not willing. In other words, it's not God's will for them to perish. Now, because I know it's not God's will for them to perish, whoa, that lets me, gives me boldness when I pray because I know God's will for them is not to perish. So I'm going to start decreeing. It is not God's will for you to perish. It is God's will for you to be delivered. Now, when you pray God's will, honey, <laughs> you've got all of heaven backing you up. You've got all the forces of heaven standing with you. When you're praying the will of God, you've got it going on, all right? Last thing I'll tell you, and I've preached this before at Ram Church, but it never gets old to me. No, I'm gonna uh, show you this it. one. Listen to this one. I don't have my glasses. They're somewhere over there. Hey, Stephen, hand me my glasses. Look at this. Look at this wonderful verse. And you should memorize this verse. I have it memorized, but I just need a little help at the moment. <laughs> Look at this. It says, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Hang on, let me get my thing of a jig off here. Ouch. <laughs> now watch. Look at this. Oh, this is so good. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Whoa. In other words, it says, I love this too, Joe, in the, in the King James. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. Watch, if we ask anything according to his will, if we ask anything according to his will, think about it, anything. This is huge. According to his will, then it says he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we can have whatever we ask. So that's just everything, Joe. When you're praying the will of God, that he's saying right there, that's your confidence. Incredible. That's when I pray with confidence. Joe calls it contending prayer. That's why sometimes we pray loud and confident. You know why? Because I've got his will on the matter. Incredible. And now I'm confident when I pray because I know I'm praying according to his will. And if I'm praying according to his will, I know he hears me. If I know he hears me, I know I can have whatever I ask. Hallelujah. Incredible, incredible. So what, I have one more question I wanna ask you, yes. okay? And then, then I wanna pray over some of your needs and then connect some dots for you on the life of Ramp Church and what it means, how as a community do we step into this? And it's not just a teaching on some Sunday morning, but how do we step into this? So I've, I have one question for you, but if, if, you, if, if you didn't watch last Sunday, we talked about some of our prophetic history as a community, what led us to Manchester, and there were some incredible words. You, you read a letter, and oh, it was, it was yes, a service from Cleveland. Yes, yes. But the, the wild thing about that is many of those words were years apart. Oh. Years apart. They were. So it, it, you can say it in about 20 minutes, but the journey took years. How do you endure in the place where God revealed his will back there? Yeah. Back there, but I'm starting to second guess, like maybe he really didn't say, maybe he didn't mean that. Maybe that's... Not as well, because yeah. I've been praying. I've been doing what, what Pastor Karen mm -hmm. told me. I've been praying, I've been continuing, I've been yeah. declaring. But here we're three years into this, and I don't see my husband or my, or my daughter. I don't yes. see them sh sh shifting. There's no movement mm -hmm. um, based on the thing that I'm declaring. What would you say? How, how do we such a good. That's a wonderful question. And the truth is, I don't know if they noticed it or not, but even when I was telling the Manchester story, God gave me the, the word to go to Manchester in 2004. 10 years later, <laughs> he begins to stir it up. And still it was another, what, uh, three, three years. years before we the actually launched. launched. That's right. So, yeah, there's this long time gap. And in praying for my prodigal daughter, it was a few years before we saw the fulfillment of all of his promises in the face of impossibility. And honestly, in most of the promises in my life, 
it's been that way. Wow. Now, there have been a few. I would get a promise and boom, I'd get the answer. That's okay. my most favorite ever in the yes. world. Yes, more of those, Lord. More, please. <laughs> why, uh, why is that, that he kind of gives the promise and then you kind of wait it out? Okay, Listen I'm to this to one. This, this is one, I love this. Uh, oh, I just heard another one first. Let me read it. I just, I just was fixing to read it. Don't, don't move because this is good. This is your word, so hang on. Listen to this one. This helps me personally when I'm going through these places, if I can find where I'm at here. Don't you just love this? Come on. Well, we where is, where, there we go, I found it, I found it. In my Bible, my pages are about to come apart. Okay, here we go. Love this, watch this. He says, dear brothers and sisters, when trouble comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Watch, here, here you go. For you know that when your faith is tested, when your faith is tested, watch, wow. when the trouble comes, you got your promise and your faith is tested, watch, your endurance has a chance to grow. Wow. In other words, your endurance is growing and the development of your endurance is so important to God. It's not that he's not going to answer your, your prayer because he will, but your development is more important to God than even the miracle you're asking for. My he's gonna goodness. give you the answer to your prayer. He's gonna fulfill his promise, but there's something else to, to God that's even more important than the fulfillment of that miracle, and that is your endurance having a chance to grow. Do you know why? You know why that's so important to God? Because I'm like, God, that's so hard. I know that you're, that's important to you, but God, that's the hard part. Here's why it's so important. He says, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, wow. needing nothing. Wow. In other words, when you are, when your endurance is growing, God is teaching you, watch, how to be so mature that you have learned to live utterly dependent upon God, that by the time the answer is manifested in there, you don't only get your answer, you realize, wow, God, I now have a faith in you that is so grown that I have learned to live fully alive and fully satisfied in you. And that, to me, God, is more important than any, even anything else. Yes. So I got my, my answer, but boy, I got something else that's priceless, yes. and that's a developed faith. And I'm gonna close with this, Joe. Watch this for the, you believing and listening right now. Here's our example of it. For even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Okay. There was no reason to even keep hoping. You talk about saying, you know, I've, I've been praying, I don't see any change in my husband. My daughter is worse instead of better by far, and it's been five years and I'm exhausted. Okay. But even when there was no reason to even keep hoping, Abraham, wow. you're 100 years old. Okay. He kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. You know why he kept believing? Because God had said to him, he says, why? For God had said to him, he knew he had heard from God. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken even though he was 100 years old and his body was as good as dead and Sarah's was too. Here's the last verse. Watch. I just love this verse. I've clung to it. Watch. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and he brought glory to God. Here's the, here's the key. Because he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Abraham was just fully convinced. Now, let me wrap it, please. Let me say this. Bob Sorge taught me this. Because when that, chap, when that verse says that Abraham never wavered, 
One time Bob Sorge said, what do you mean he never wavered? He was the biggest waverer there was, wow. you know? What do you mean Abraham never wavered? He's over here lying one minute, you know? And then he's, he's, he's down here lying, and then he's up here in faith believing. And then he's over here sleeping with Hagar. And then he's up here all believing again. He's like the biggest waverer that you can think of. What do you mean he didn't waver, God, wow. but that he was fully convinced? Because I love Bob said this. He said, because God, oh, God doesn't see us. He doesn't judge us and, and, and measure us by our highest high or our lowest low. Wow. He does. That's not how God measures our faith. He looks at our life and he sees the trajectory of our Amazing. faith. Amazing. It's growing, 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 growing. So when you're high, that's great. When you're low, he's not going to count you out. He's going to look at the trajectory of your faith that's moving. So even Abraham in the natural looked like this, but to God, he looked like this. Oh, this in other gives words, me so much hope. In other words, he never let go of his promise. He just never let go, even though he went up and he went down and he went up and he went down, but he never threw his promise away. He was fully convinced God is able to do it. I don't know how, and I've gotten away a few times and I tried to help him out a bunch of times, but I never threw away my promise. Wow. So that's how you endure. You never throw away your promise. It's good when you're high, but that ain't it. Don't stop when you're low. Keep going and hold on to the fact he's going to keep his word. Oh, incredible. That, oh, that gives me hope, even me for too. my own journey. It does me too, Joe. Oh, that at our worst moments, it, that doesn't define the, the, no. the story of our lives. No, it doesn't. But God is writing a story through your life individually, but through our lives as a corporate body. Yeah. And your individual purpose is so important to God. But God never intended for our individual purpose to be done outside of a corporate purpose. That's right. We talked about this last week, how there are promises over a house, over a faith family, over a community, over a church. And when we're a part of that family, of that community, those promises then become our promises. Oh, yes. Right? So we have promises we're contending for and believing for in Ramp Church. And in, in a minute, I want us to pray over some specific needs of people that are watching. Okay. But before we do, I wanna, I wanna connect some dots for you right now in lockdown, we're meeting virtually, obviously. But we have at least four prayer meetings a week right now, virtually, that you can be a part of. And let me just be honest, per this is a pers this personal story. Yeah. One of the things I was concerned about the most when we came in lockdown, and this was of course for our church family, but it was also just for me, is I knew right away teaching would be fine. You can teach over video. Yeah. Community would be fine. It's After all, it's called social media, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, we can be yes. social, we can connect. Well, you know what I was most concerned about? The, the, the corporate presence of God, the manifest presence of God in our yeah. lives. And, and I love our Sunday morning services. I, my, I believe you should be plugged in every single one. You shouldn't miss one. You, there are some you should listen to multiple times. Right. But you know where I've experienced the presence of God the most during lockdown? In our prayer meetings. I love that. We have been in our living room, Stacy and I, and there have been words that people have released that are on Beautiful. the other side of town. Oh, and God knew my need, my personal need in that moment. And there was a word released through somebody else's mouth and they started to pray over it. Joe, that's good. And I experienced the presence yes. of God in my home just like I do when we're meeting at Stretford Grammar School. I love that, I believe it. God had ordained those times. And I've, I've met, can I just be honest? Can I, can I get pastoral here with you a bit? There, I've heard even some messages from people that are struggling in this season. Yeah. And some of those messages, I look and I go, ooh, 
let me think back to the prayer meetings that we've had. And I don't remember maybe them being very frequent in those times. And then yeah. I look at some people that have gone through some real right. challenges. Yes. But I think back and I remember they've been present. They've been really consistent. Oh, yeah. But the way they're able to carry this weight, it's radically different. Same struggle, same trial, sometimes even more severe. Yeah. But because they're being faithful in the place of corporate prayer, their ability to carry the weight, your ability to carry the weight. It's I'm gonna tell you, your strength has been an inspiration for Stacy and I as we've watched your journey, your consistency in the place of prayer. But I also wanna challenge those of you that maybe you've yet to go, ah, and, and sometimes it's simple reasons. I don't like technology, I don't like looking at a screen, I don't feel like I'm there. And you know what, all those are true. None of us like Zoom. I know. I, I went to a restaurant the other day and the, and, the, and the waiter said, so do you have any food, do you have any allergies that we need to know about? I said, yes, Zoom. That's what I told him. <laughs> That's what I told him at the restaurant. He started laughing. He said, I think all of us have that allergy right now. So I get it. I get it. It's not, it's not fun. But, but it is what we have right now. And, and here's the thing. I've seen God use it. I know, he has. So this is what I want to ask those of you at Ramp Church. Now, some of you can be at every prayer meeting we call. But some of you, just the practicalities of your life, you can't. Yeah. So this is, but this is what I think is a realistic goal for every single person. What if you attended one prayer meeting a week? That's right. One prayer, you just committed. That's right. One time a week, I'm gonna make space in my life to connect with my faith family. I believe what will happen is a few months down the road, you're not gonna send me as much struggles, you're gonna send me more testimonies. I believe that, I believe that. About where God's, God spoke to you so back then, good. and now because you're in this place of contending for your own promises, but you yes. know what else is gonna happen? As a church family, we're gonna start seeing the mission of our house being fulfilled at greater pace, Beautiful. greater effectiveness, greater rest yes. in the journey. Yes. And we're gonna see God all of a sudden break into people's lives and situations and in, in areas of injustice in our city or areas of brokenness or areas of addiction. We're yeah. gonna see him breaking in fresh ways because as a faith family, we're pressing oh, in in prayer, in so contending good. prayer. So, so good. there's a slide that's gonna come on the screen right now that shows the dates and the times. Okay, this is how practical we wanna make this for you of our prayer meetings, and this is the, the awesome thing about it. Just break out your phone right now. Yes, I'm giving you permission to break out your phone in church. Okay, do that. Break out your phone, look at your calendar, look at your diary, go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna schedule this in. This is my one prayer meeting a week that I'm not gonna miss. It's gonna be, it, it, you don't miss dinner at night, let's not miss prayer. That's right. And it's gonna be a part of my weekly schedule. And we're gonna see God, God do something great in our city, in our lives. Thank you for that, Ramp Church. Thank you for being a part of this mission. Let's pray over some people. Absolutely. I'm just stirred. Oh, yes. With people's needs who are, who are, who are facing real needs um, that are watching yes. now. So let's, let's pray with that I love it. together. Um, I want to open us up, but I would love for you to, okay. you to pray. Father, thank you for every person watching now. You know every situation. Yes, you do. Your, your word says that you're familiar with every detail of our lives. You've heard the silent yeah, prayers where the pain was at the level where, where people couldn't even bring words to what they were experiencing. And you are familiar, you're, you're there, you're with people. I pray, Father, now in agreement with our faith family that your promises are prevailing and coming to pass, Father, over those prodigal um, children that yes. parents are praying for, Father. We're agreeing now yes, and believing, God. Father that you're showing yourself strong in those situations yes, for Lord. those partners and those spouses that are not following Jesus. I thank you now that those prayers yes, are being Lord. heard and they're being answered, Father, for those financial difficulties now. 
Father, that people are trying to figure out how to make the numbers match in their, in their budget. Wisdom, guidance, yes, and provision in Jesus, Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Father, I pray for those that need healing in their body. Even right now, they're watching. You are the healer and you are where they are. I thank you, Jehovah Rapha, that you are touching them. I pray for miracles to begin to happen and to be manifested right now in Jesus' yes. mighty name, healing for your body. Yes. Thank you that the power of the blood of Jesus is stronger than the spirit of infirmity. And we speak to that spirit of infirmity to go in Jesus' name. Yes. I declare peace comes to your mind where there's been heaviness and depression. And um, I pray that joy will be a new strength for you instead of feeling heavy. And I declare that even the atmosphere of your house is changing, where even in your house it's just felt kind of heavy and sad. I declare that literally that, that the atmosphere is changing to be a celestial atmosphere of peace in the presence of God. That's right. You're a citizen of heaven, so your house just needs to feel like heaven where you're from. Lord, I thank you. Angels, angels, angels filling that house. Oh, I feel that right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Woo, glory to God. Start praising God. Go ahead, go, go, go. Lift up your hands and begin to praise the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. And I want to declare one more thing for you, clarity, where you've been distracted. It's like you can't focus. You're living in a fog. It's like this spiritual weird fog. You can't, like you're living as a ceiling and you mentally, I declare that is breaking in Jesus' name. And the, the fog is dispelling right now. And you're going to have focus and clarity to accomplish things, even in this strange season. And you feel like you've been wasting time. You feel like you've just been accomplishing nothing. And in Jesus' name, I declare over you clarity and um, a strength and creative ideas that's going to be coming to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you. Yes. Uh, We're going to go back and do a song right now. Oh, good. So our worship team is going to come on. And I love these times at the end of service. I do too. Because it means we don't just move on. And, and, and go to lunch oh, or whatever hallelujah. else you're doing. Thank you, But as Lord. we sing this song, I Thank want you to you make Lord. space with God. Glory For to some God. of you, that means you're actually going to put some headphones Thank in you, and, and, and kneel. And you're going to let, for yeah. some of you, you're in a place where you're just going to let this song wash Let's over you. That. Some of you, you are in the place where you're like, I am ready to enter in oh, to declaration and contending. I want Thank you to you, find Lord. a place Thank to, you, Lord. to do business with God, to do business in the Spirit while we sing together. Thank you so much for being a part of this service. You are loved. Take out your diary, schedule that prayer meeting, and you know what? We're gonna see you right back here on Sunday mornings at Ramp Church next week. We love you.